Welcome, Angry Faithful, to What the Hell. Today, we're going to talk about a subject that we actually started talking about last week uh, between me and Johnny because uh, uh, one of my coworkers was having uh, one of those uh, come to Jesus moments because he didn't know where he was going to be at. And we're going to talk about men's mental health. Yes, and it's it's a subject that doesn't get nearly enough enough circulation i mean it has uh here lately uh maybe like over the last year or two but uh what's really strange about this is a lot of people uh i mean i did i was you know just looking up at stuff sending some fucked off stuff too but anyways uh I, i found this one video it was about his chick was saying it's like hey when your man gets off of work he needs to go from uh work mindset to uh uh home mindset so don't bombard them like right off the back give them about an hour and everything i was like yeah that's 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 true if you give me an hour i'll do anything yeah easy praise on that one yeah Uh, you know i mean we we've seen i know that i've seen them on tiktok where you know you start seeing these videos being put out by female content uh content creators uh, you know where for, for men for men yeah i mean they're 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 going to bat for us and yeah you know there are some of them that are like you know men you know you you should uh what is it make make your your woman's pantyhose run not her mascara and then the women you know that, that are posting these videos they're like and at the same time, women, we're not getting off easy. You should make your men's dick hard, not their life. Yes. Yes. You know, uh, I like, think, is it is it that yeah. chick with the chest tattoo? I think there's been a couple of them. There, there, there's this one chick. She uh, I fo- I started following her like uh, about a year. Uh, let me let me pour it because I'm actually following her now because she's. Every everything she says, it, it's it's really it's really really great oh uh the men's rights army and and by men by i started watching a couple of videos because you know i'm a man and she's hot and, right and right. like tattooed chicks but anyways i started actually uh watching your videos and i was like oh my god someone's going on bat for us it's 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 weird it, it makes me feel good that someone's out there that's like, uh, stop fucking around. Stop doing this. We're, yeah. we're all doing this. And you're, you, you, it was, <clears throat> she was like doing step by steps. Like, Hey, if you actually want to keep this person and everything like that, or like, like the whole, uh, I, 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 I had a little bit of it. Then I put my foot down as fast as possible is, yeah using kids as weapons yeah and that let me let me preface what i'm about to go off on here okay i'm in no way shape form or fashion 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 disparaging you know disparaging the uh the family court system no let me let me correct myself i am but what we don't hear and what we don't talk about is how the family court system has been weaponized against men. 
Oh yeah. Um, and, and what a lot of people don't understand. I mean, I, I just recently seen a video of a judge that the, uh, the mother uh, while she's doing, while they're doing the court stuff and everything like that, uh, the father was making a lot of money and the judge was going like verbatim was like, okay, how much you pay on this? What are you doing this? Okay. Uh, so what we're going to do here is, is because, uh, she doesn't have a job. We're going to go ahead and cut some of the uh, fat off of and help you out a little bit. And the mother was like, what? I live yeah. with my mother free, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, if. Yeah, it was that it was that, job, uh, it was that it was that paternity court or divorce court or something yeah, like that. Yeah. 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 And it was the same 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 TV show. This woman drug her. You know, the man that she that was paying child support. Um. And taking care of her daughter yeah. into court, into onto this TV show, um, because he he had lost his job and he fell behind on a couple of payments, and she was like, "Yeah, now now you can't see your daughter." And so he goes out. I think it was he got another job. Yeah, and it paid like a hundred grand. Yeah, it, it, it was, was like very... I mean, his child support went up supposedly. Yeah. So he he wanted to see if that was correct well by the letter of the law yes and that was because she wasn't working she was living at home with her parents you know along with their daughter um so he was the sole support right well so because now he had regained access to the daughter she wanted to hurt him and wanted to go in there and challenge the, the paternity right so they he has to do a DNA test, and they read the results. It turns out that he's not the daughter. This guy's leveled. This girl is over there cheering. He's not she's the like, father. Yes, he we? said yeah, daughter. He's not the father, but he thought he was, you know. And it, you see that a lot, and you don't really hear about things getting reversed or turned back or anything like that. Um, and I completely completely feel for anybody who has ever had that happen to them but you know what what we find and what we see happening is you know women and to a degree even an extent men who you know are initially granted custody kind of a situation um being given custody you know out of out of the shoot right so they're using the courts against the other party and i don't i'm 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 a firm believer in in the idea that child support should be for absentee parents not broken relationships um you know because you've got those parents and i'm not just saying dads but you've got those parents who are the non-custodial parents as they're defined by the letter of the law who are present they're active i mean they do everything that they can as often as they can spending a lot of their own money when they've got the kids to do things that they wouldn't otherwise normally get to do you know or they they buy them things like clothes or you know take them out to eat or yeah just try to you know be there and they're being penalized because the money that they do have 
is coming from a bill that's not getting paid or from, you know, somewhere else that they've had to cut corners on just to be able to afford to do things with the kids. And it, I don't know what the, you know, like they'll have these warrant roundups, you know, like once a year and they'll go out and, uh, Um, you know, they'll go out, <laughs> excuse me, I'm still dealing with this cough, but, um, they'll go out and they'll arrest these people and then they'll put them in jail. And nine times out of 10, this person was going to lose their job. So to me, that makes no sense at all. It's like, we're going to put you in jail and you're working, but somehow, you're not able to keep up or, you know, you've missed payments or something like that. So we're going to throw you in jail to where now you can't pay. And then now your rear just going to go through the roof. Now that, the, that always, that always baffled me. It does. And it's, it's, it's backwards. It needs to be abolished that particular, I mean, it just needs to go away because at that, at, at, at a certain point, well, at every point it's counterproductive. It yeah. really is, you know, and then on top of that, you're further damaging the employability or the future of the non-custodial parent by putting them in jail. Because if, when you get arrested, it takes $600 for a court fee to file a motion for expungement. Yeah. So you, no matter what, count. yeah, no, no matter what, you're still trying to uh, pay off something that you shouldn't be able to pay off. It, it it's it's just ridiculous uh even even trying to get like uh the 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 uh child support to go down or just you still have to pay court costs right it's like oh you're you're not buying the car but you're still making a lot of payments on it i'm like i don't have that car anymore it's yours it's your problem but anyways, uh, another uh, men's mental health is is a lot of the stuff that's going on now with the, I want to say, uh, socialist feminist, feminists. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm curious now because we've got so many titles. We've got so many monitors. Hold on, let me, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can rattle one out here, and I'm sure that it exists somewhere in somebody's transom, you know, in, in their uh, 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 Ulamgata or something. You gators are cranky because of a bad tooth, mama. Um, um, but uh, let me see here. They are a non-aggressive, non-binary, <laughs> bipolar recovering, you don't really part-time alcoholic. Audio, sensory, overstimulated, gender fluid attack helicopter. I thought you were the attack helicopter. I am, but I'm not binary. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but I mean, there, there. Uh, this is this has been a couple of years. Is there? There is this one chick that was on a train and a guy was like uh he had his 
and, and, and I hate to tell you this, women, if a guy has his uh, legs spread apart, it isn't because we're trying to show our junk. It's because, like you, every once in a while, we want our shit to air out. Yeah. Okay. So, but, all right. But so, what happened? No, no, let me finish real all right, quick. Go ahead. Uh, what, what this chick did, she saw a guy that had his uh, legs spread out like that, and she poured bleach on his crotch. And I hate to tell you, that shit hurts. Why did she pour bleach on it? Because uh, she she what, she, she, she was per- being uh, would, she, did she view that as head. an aggressive as an aggressive attack on her? Yes, uh, a lot of women are 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 doing that now. Which uh, it, it's really weird because it's not just women; it's it's all facets and everything. If a person that feels that they're getting oppressed or they're angry with the world because they you know, it, they, it's, it's they came stories, off their mother's tit way too fucking fast. It's stories like that that really, really drive home the point that Dave Chappelle was trying to make. Yes. You know, and, and while we're on the subject of making jokes about those demographics, now, the National Organization of Women, you would think that at the very least, when they go to these big rallies, conventions, and their banners are hanging all over the place that at least one of them would know how to operate a fucking iron. That shit looks wrinkled as fuck, man. Not a single homemaker among any of them, and they don't know how to steam drapes. Are you kidding me? That's so fucking awesome. They could bleach their pubes. They could bleach their assholes. I mean, with this, they're changing their ringtones. I get it, but they're into you know, femscaping or, you know, Brazilian waxes, and they'll put themselves through all of this pain. They get the bolt-on tits and all of this other stuff. Well, not a damn single one of them knows how to fucking run a steamer. Are you kidding I, me? I know, right? And why should I even bother getting these things catered? Because guarantee you at least 50% of them has built a cold cut or a peanut butter sandwich at some point during their lives. I still like the fact that a lot of these uh, women, you know, like that, have, you, have female, you ever, have you ever seen female listeners have just incredibly either just like lost their minds because they popped a blood vessel in their brain or they've just like fucked these dudes and they just turned us off. Yeah, most of our Democratic is women. <laughs> OK, so now we that we've shit. gotten rid of all of them, guys, the rest of the show is dedicated to you. All, all so, three of them. Yeah, all three of them. But, uh, but no. Uh, what, what's really what's really messed up though is have you ever seen one of those the the photos they the photos they have up to where these are the women that are upset at all men and everything like that and I'm, and you look at the the photo of it and you're like oh oh I get it now. You remember the, the Pussy Hat Brigade? Right, where they had like the the pink no. knitted hats and it looked like labia on top of their head. No, it was like when um when the honorable Donald J. Trump was uh was running for office, right? And they were talking about, oh, he grabbed a pussy, right? Blah blah blah. So they all all these pussy hats, right? Oh, anyway, I was going through Twitter today, and I was reading all these like liberal actors and actresses as their opinions about the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse verdicts. And legitimately, one of the people that follows this particular individual (laughs) 
their their profile picture is them sitting there wearing one of these pussy hats. I'm like, wow. The, the, this is, hmm. oh, it was Mark Ruffalo. I was, he wasn't wearing it, but I, uh, I was, I was looking at his, uh, his Twitter stuff. His Twitter stuff. Let me see here. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. So he says, we come together to mourn the lives lost to the same racist system that devalues black lives and devalued the lives of Anthony and Jojo. We're now giving nicknames to pedophiles and, and women beaters. Yeah. Right. And he goes, hashtag reimage Kenosha or reimagine Kenosha, right? I said, you, sir, are educated and I no doubt possess skills of basic deduction. I beg you, sir, to please open your eyes and see the narrative you're helping to push is nothing less than complete garbage. Those felons that died put themselves in that position. And because I can still see his tweet and my, my response to it, tells me that i'm not doing my job because i have not been blocked by uh mark ruffalo yet oh really mm-hmm. i'm slipping i know but anyway <laughs> so back back to to men's mental health here um, there's another there's another thing that we're talking we we're talking about it too was the fact that growing up we're 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 because we are boys or male part we're yeah we're we taught get from we have to uh, we have to be tough all the time i mean there yeah. there they, they, and it's you know even on job sites and everything it's hey you should just tough it up and keep on going i mean yeah, yeah. And, you know and and there's something kind of neat that you know the uh, hymns and roman the those online ed treatment you know, pharmacies that, that, that are out there now for, for men's health. Hymns or for hymns.com is uh, they offer a personalized online mental health tr- treatment option, $85 a month. And it's completely, completely anonymous. <laughs> you don't have to go to a doctor's office. You don't have to fill out paperwork per se. You don't have to take time out of, out of your day. Um, you do an online psychiatric evaluation evidence-backed anxiety and depression medication and discreet shipping to your door. So you're not having to go to a pharmacy to, f- to, to, to fill these prescriptions. Yeah. Right. It's 85 bucks a month, dude. That's two copays. That's hmm. not even two copays. No, it's not. Because psychiatrists or psychologists, those were both considered specialties. And depending on what plan you have, your specialty copays are always going to be like $40, $45 anyway. Yeah. So that's an amazing, amazing um, program right there. Yeah. And, you know, again, we're not being sponsored by 4hims.com, although that would be kind of cool. Um <laughs> It's just like, what are you doing tonight? And we reach across the screen and reach over into that fishbowl that's got nothing but like the boner pills in it. Oh, like, 
I'm taking a road trip, you know, but, um, <laughs> that got way off the tracks right there. But, uh, um, dude, I mean, 85 bucks a month, man, you know, for hymns.com, F O R H I M S.com. Check it out. You know, it's, it's, it's not, <clears throat> it's not something that is, is widely advertised. I would think um i i haven't at least i'm not on satellite radio or even terrestrial radio i haven't heard ads about it i haven't seen tv commercials about it either so i mean this might be something that's relatively new or you know something no i don't but, think it's new what i think it is is not publicized enough yeah uh, a lot of uh, most of your stuff nowadays I, the only the only ads i get nowadays are from podcasts that i listen to really <clears throat> But, but, or, or one of the, the small things that, uh, very, most of those things I think is kind of like a startup and they haven't gotten like that big, but they get like, uh, enough money to pay for small advertisements and that's where they go to. Yeah. Um, but another, but another thing, but they, they have June tagged as June as men's mental health month um or men's health month not necessarily restricted to mental shouldn't health, that but... be september i know that you're you're oh, oh sorry. somewhere i have my boys with me still guys so you yeah so uh, if, if you're watching us on youtube yes uh, i have a half half clothed 10 year old and a 12 year old that is laying across the width of the bed looking at his phone and yeah yeah. Um. Wait, nothing. I wasn't talking smack. I said twelve. I said yeah, ten. I was talking about your brother. Thank you for actively participating in the conversation. Um. <clears throat> anyways, so the I'm just looking at some numbers here. So the U.S. male population, we're looking at about roughly 151 million 781 326 guys living in the United States, give or take. Now you're going to backtrack to the September thing? You're talking about the end of the regular baseball season. I see what you did there. I know. I was talking about hunting, but yeah, we should go with that too. Hunting season starts in September. It does. It does. But, you know, that's usually where people go. That's, that's, hunting is usually a cathartic uh, activity. Yeah. So. But out of the 151 million, 152 million, we'll just round up, say 152 million uh, males that are in the United States, 6 million of us are, de- are affected by depression every year. And I, I think that that number might even be a little bit low. And another thing is, is we're, we're taught to, when I was saying, you know, tough yeah, it out, to we're it taught, taught, shove it, taught shove to it like ball and everything. The, and yeah. you're surprised that we blow up. I mean, and all psychology stuff that I've I've read and uh, researched and everything, especially for this, is if you don't talk to anybody. I mean, how therapeutic is it for you to come on here uh, three days a week just to talk? Mm-hmm. I mean, you literally said it was like. Sorry. And you literally said that this is the best help you've actually gotten for the longest time. 
mm-hmm. and you and you just love it. And and a lot of people don't. I mean, a lot of people that don't do that and feel comfortable talking to people and everything like that that I try to get on the show. They're always like, "My life sucks." This is like talking about get get on the show. Well, I don't know, man. I get depressed. I don't feel confident. I was like, build it. Well, here here's here's the dirty truth that nobody wants to acknowledge. Life sucks. Okay, we could say that life's not fair, but it's not fair to everybody. So, in fact, it is fair. It's just equally shitty. Yeah, but it, it's okay? like I just and, said, and I'm not saying and, I, and I'm not trying to downsize or downplay or minimize anybody's issues that they may or may not be going through. But at the same time. You got to look at it. And it's like. What are you doing to help yourself? Yeah. I mean, really? How, how, when was the last time that you made even the slightest attempt to pull yourselves up by the bootstraps? When's the last time that you reached out to help anybody? Or on the flip side, or where I should have started, is when's the last time you reached out for help? Yeah. You know, and because we, we are far enough into this new century to where there's literally no excuses. Oh, you know? no. I mean, they have, you know, we've got one we in have five like, adults experience a mental health problem each year and serious mental health or mental illness costs this country $193.2 billion in lost earnings each year, each year. Like, yeah, I can't stay. I can't go. I can't go to work because I just, I can't deal with it. I'm having a bad day or, you know, something. And they either go get themselves checked in or they they stay home for a few days and they get stoned out on Xanax or, you know, whatever it is, you know, and there's five major mental health problems that affect men, depression. Like I said, about 6 million of us suffer from depression every year. There's anxiety, which approximately 19.1 million American adults, and that's male and female. 18 to 54 have an anxiety disorder. 3 million, just slightly over 3 million men have a panic disorder, agoraphobia, agoraphobia, which is a fear of uh, wide open spaces, or you know, or another phobia. Um, bipolar disorder: 22.3 million Americans are affected by bipolar disorder, and the equal amount of men and women develop the illness when the age for onset in men is between 16 and 25. You have psychosis and schizophrenia. That's a, that affects approximately three and a half million people in the U.S. and they're diagnosed with schizophrenia. It's one of the leading, leading causes of disability. And 90% of people who are diagnosed with schizophrenia by age 30 are men. You know, and I think, you know, and one last one, this is actually eating disorders. Something, this, is, this is something that I didn't even know. But males account for an estimated 10% of patients with anorexia, bulimia, or and an estimated 35% of those with binge eating disorder. Men with eating disorders are less likely to seek professional or are less likely to seek professional help within women. Now, like I said earlier, it's the 21st century. We are 21, fixing to be 22 years into this century. Okay, because when they well, say two, nowadays, when, no, when you say 2000, 2000 doesn't count. That's not part of the new millennium. 
Yeah. Okay. But uh, what's weird thing is nowadays, it, I hear this a lot of times on the other podcasts and everything that I listen to, is the basic fact that we have online therapy now. And they have it to where <clears throat> if you need someone to talk to and everything, you can text the number and you have somebody to talk to. Some of it you had to pay for, but even even going with the suicidal uh, suicidal prevention that we're both advocate about yeah uh there's numbers that you can call up somebody it's like hey i'm having a bad day this 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 happened i think i i'm, I'm just gonna give up yeah and yeah, that, yeah, you have sense. ways to get help yeah i mean like they said the highest suicide rates in the u.s are found among ca- caucasian men over the age of 85 now, among the elderly, male suicides have been on the rise since 2000. It's the seventh leading cause of death among males, accounting for 2.2% of all male deaths in 2011. Um, and then uh, gender disparity. More than four times as many men as women die by suicide in the U.S. In 2010, a total of 38,364 Americans died by suicide in over three quarters, which is 79% were men. Um, Sexual orientation, that is a thing. That is a leading cause. Gay, bisexual men are more likely to develop mental health disorders than heterosexual men. But gay males are at an increased rate for suicide attempts, especially before the age of 25. Now, what that stat does not bring up is your transgender. Transgender as a community, they, they're looking at, at like a 50% suicide yeah, rate. And it's, and it's more or less – and this is – where it might get kind of shady if you actually if you, you attack us you attack us i don't give a fuck but i don't look at the comments anyways unless it's like our super fans or people that yeah. i know but it's the men that are transitioning into women that's the best way i could do it without the uh, with the nicest way to it yeah yeah i didn't take the ted uh, two approach oh god okay oh <laughs> you know i wanted to get caught i've got a problem <laughs> Hey, what the fuck is this it says chicks with dicks i mean no that's just dudes with tits yeah no <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> okay but so i mean we're looking but, but at it, it but yeah it, what it is, See, there, is there's, basically... there's our cancel culture joke right there that we there just we gave a foot in the door but with with that transgender being at 50 percent, that's going to skew those numbers for the sexual orientation category through the roof and, okay. and what it is is it's uh it, i'm trying to kick i want to say identity disorder but mm-hmm. and, and it kind of is and hey if it if it offends you it offends you i'm sorry but it's i'm not trying to villainize that whole thing or or show hatred towards it i'm just saying hey you you you're transitioning to something that you rather be yeah and transition no matter what if it's a new job if it's new uh lifestyle which this is a new lifestyle for some of these people uh starting out or if it's uh uh, something that uh, extends out one you're dealing with the fact of uh it's something new no matter what it is like i said new job blah 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 uh new uh something new in your life new life change always stretches you out 
you get a yeah. new house you get a new you, you get something new for the house even a happy occasion like getting married is a stressful experience yes exactly or trying yeah. to even you were so stressed out just to just try to just pose. pose yeah exactly get get the ball rolling rolling and you're like ah, fuck this is gonna suck she said yes we all knew she was gonna say yes well we all knew that. yeah i mean i i, I, I was like I, I literally had to tell you that the you were like oh man what if she says no i wouldn't i did say, say no, that to you i did say that to you i'm like dude what if she says no you know and she asked me that she goes what, what would you have done if i have said no i said well the rest of this trip would have been real awkward <laughs> but um but i was i was i was like motherfucker i would have said yes <laughs> well i mean well I am, it, it's I am, one of those I am good looking but yeah you know it was but, no, it's I mean, one it, of those things that com <clears throat> a lot of people don't like the idea that comedy is really the best treatment, even though a lot of people get offended with it. It nowadays. is an incredibly and... wonderful coping mechanism where people get twisted up and sideways is the fact that they can't deal with people's version of humor like yours and eyes and a majority of the veteran the law enforcement community. It's dark. It's so my... spicy. You know, but you get into my type of humor and everybody's looking at you strange like that. What one. uh the the have you ever well we won't get into the the dark dark one but the uh, like, uh yeah, i sent so, you the one where the cops pull over the guy looking for the little girl yeah oh there's the little girl yeah no i've seen that one before yeah you know but you know we get into risk factors you know people are talking about the risk factors you know what pause for just a second i gotta have a dad moment hold pause. on hold on no 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 don't pause it don't pause okay. it I'm recording an episode. I'm letting you stay in here while I do it. So I'm going to ask you one time. Be quiet. Be still. Or something that you value will get taken away for the remainder of the time that you are here with me. Do you understand? Do you understand? This stuff? Yes. Okay. All right. So. <clears throat> guys it's possible to be a dad without having to raise your voice or throw kids halfway across the zip code anyway so we're talking about risk factors yeah i watched a video just recently a guy that was working on uh power lines and i'm not talking like oh he's working on a power line and all he has to do is go up and go down no this motherfucker had to be dropped off by a helicopter Oh yeah, worked on it. Delivery then, lines, yeah, 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 yeah. They have and to wear chainmail suits. Back, yeah, and get back on the helicopter. And it's what was it like, six to seven stories up? Yeah, those high rise power lines that you see yeah. sprawling across the countryside, where they have to cut swaths through wooded area just to make clearance for these towers. Yeah, but you know we've got these risk factors out there. You know, social isolation again. Social isolation can come from a number of different things like losing a job, being arrested, or uh, a divorce, uh, some kind of public ostracization that occurs. Or even if you have a drinking problem, you don't want to drink anymore. That too. But I've, I've, I've had that. But problem substance abuse. Yeah. 
unemployment, military-related trauma, genetic predisposition, other mood disorders put individuals at higher risk for suicide. Now, they're talking about substance abuse, and we're talking about alcohol dependency. So approximately one in five men develop alcohol dependency during their lives. Gay and bisexual men, uh, homosexual men are more likely to have higher rates of substance abuse than heterosexual men. And and again, that's because of the, the chosen lifestyle, because while some gay people, some gay men have an amazing sense of style, they have an incredibly hate-filled lifestyle. Yeah, they really and, do. And 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 I've I, I've I, I've known a, a handful. I say handful. I've known I, I've known a few people that were openly gay, and you could tell, like you know, they 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 do have moments of like genuine joy in their lives, but but. Um, for the most part, when they're behind closed doors, they are absolutely miserable. Oh yeah. And and those, what, what attributes to that? I'm not an expert. I'm not gay. I'm I'm very proudly straight. Well, what I really, I mean, I can't comment on it because one, I don't have all of the, all of the facts. I don't have all of that information, but now with military veterans, specifically males. Now the, the, the female veteran society out there community they do have they have got a litany of factors that work against them as well and some of those are brought on by men so the women i you know i respect the hell out of military veteran you know female vets i really do because they went out and they did what they needed to do you know um why is i for whatever reason. Okay, great. Awesome. All right. So, um, did you hear like the, the, the little sound that my computer makes whenever I plug it in? Yeah. Oh yeah. You hit the plug or something. Yeah, I guess so. Cause. Oh, well, I've got a full battery, but anyways, digress. I still can't believe they're doing a sequel to that. To what? Tiger King two. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but regardless of their form of service, ex- men experience nearly twice the rate of alcohol and drug abuse as, as women do. Yeah. Um, again, women, I understand your plight as well. I understand that you have a dog in that hunt. But, and we will have an episode where we address the female side of it. And we're going to have to have, we're going to have to find a female vet and have them come onto the show. So that way we can have. No, we're going to have to have a female vet that, oh, I can talk to Shannon. See, yeah. Shannon so we, we can get that squared away for a later day. Yeah. You know, but, but even, uh, even Mike's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Tasha, we can have her on the show. Yeah, I mean, cause I mean, Mike can come on and, you know, be like, well, how do you deal with it? And, you know, I mean, she can go into how she deals with it and how Mike has been there for that part of the journey. But, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, awesome. Yeah. So what we could do. So, but famous, famous athletes with mental illnesses as well. Um, you know, like Terry Bradshaw, quarterback for the Steelers. He's on Fox New or Fox NFL now. Yeah. Um, suffered frequent panic attacks after games. He was diagnosed with clinical depression back in the late nineties. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, Brandon Marshall during his time as a wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins, he announced his diagnosis of borderline personality disorder, or BPD. 
He spent three months of intense in, uh, of intensive treatment at a clean hospital in Belmont, Massachusetts, where he used di uh, dialectical behavior therapy to work on emotion regulation. Larry Sanders used to be the center for the Milwaukee Bucks. He left the NBA to spend time addressing his mental health issues, which including anxiety and depression. Uh, Jim Pirasol played 20 years of Major League Baseball. During his rookie season in 52, he suffered a, bro a breakdown leading to a diagnosis of bipolar disorder, then called manic depression. Um, Keelong Dooling, which was NBA, uh, he was, uh, 2012, he had a breakdown, and it was his lowest point and prompted his recovery process. He suffers from PTSD from years of repressed memories of sexual abuse as a child. And since leaving the NBA, he's become an advocate for sexual abuse victims. And even here in Texas, Earl Campbell, Hall of Fame running back for the Houston Oilers back in the day. 1989, his for, uh, he, uh, he was diagnosed with panic and anxiety disorder, reveals his struggles uh, with mental illnesses in his autobiography, which was published in 99. So, I mean, everybody is susceptible to it. It doesn't matter what walk of life you come from, what demographic you come from, what your ethnicity is, what you do for a living, how much money you make. It does not matter. Um, and they say that there's a science to the mental health portion of it, low levels of testosterone. And they're correlated with depression, stress, mood swings, especially among older men. Um, you know, I mean, and of course, we know that there's a reluctance to talk because there's social norms that we're dealing with and downplaying the symptoms because we can't look like we're weak in front of other people, especially the women in our lives. Or if you're part of that LBGTQ uh, uh, group, you know, you, you can't look weak in front of your partner. Yeah, because, you know, I have to put on the face <clears throat> of the strong one, you know. But, you know, so, I mean, it's. There's a there's a really great website, and I'll shoot you the link for this real quick. It's www.mentalhealthamerica.net. Um, let me. <clears throat> I'm gonna make sure it shows up on the. Not my phone. No. But uh, while you're doing that, another yeah, I just sent it over there there to you. So, yeah, uh, but, another uh... another thing <laughs> that we needed to address and everything is the uh, people that have uh, men that have like physical defects. Yeah, um, whether they be from genetics or whether it be through like battlefield trauma or yeah. trauma of any kind. Um, yeah, I mean. Look, I mean, I get it. We, you know, if, and I'm going to address specifically the military guys here. I get it. You were born, all your fingers and toes, no extra holes. I mean, everything was working the way that it was supposed to. Most of you probably played high school sports. Some of you even played college sports. Um, and then you enter the military, either through the need to pay for college or just your obligation to serve or, you know, what have you, whatever your reasoning is, you chose to leave the civilian world behind. You join the military. You get sent overseas. 
and something that was completely outside the realm of your control happens and your body is now permanently affected whether it's a lost limb or it's some kind of internal damage like a ruptured disc or a traumatic brain injury or CTE, something along those lines, okay, to where you are no longer mint condition, okay? You now have an injury that is going to be with you for the rest of your life. And there's a, a lot of guys out there that, are not able to process that because the last thing that a lot of them even remember is they step on a pressure pressure plate where an IED went off where they heard the crack of that round coming in. The next thing you know, they wake up in a field hospital being told that they're being transported to Germany and then make their way on to uh, Bethesda, you know, there in Washington or whatever it is that the hospital is that's, you know, at their home post. And a lot of these guys have multiple surgeries in their future. A lot of these guys are looking at, there's a possibility that they could return to active duty. Well, and there's a lot of them. And there's a lot of them that are being told, we're going to get you squared away. going to get your body stabilized to the point where we can get you through some physical therapy. And then you're being medically retired. Yeah. Well, there's also like uh, you remember the guy that got uh, blown up in Bosnia during yeah. that coup and everything. Mm-hmm. He's still going through surgery. Yeah, that was I mean, what 2013. Uh, in Bosnia, no, God, no, Bosnia. I want to say Bosnia happened back in like '95, bro. Honestly, '93 through '95. That Bosnia. Yeah, Bosnia. Bosnia and no, no, Herzegovina. No, 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 no. Uh 13 hours. Oh, Benghazi? Oh, Benghazi. God damn it. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Benghazi. Um Yeah, he rejoined the Marine Corps to get to to get the health care. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> but it, oh, it was 2012. Yeah, I was gonna say that was like 2012, something along those lines. But, um, let me see here. There is, HopkinsMedicine.org. This is John Hopkins Medicine's website. Um. It's an estimated 20%, 26% of Americans ages 18 and older, about one in four adults, suffers from a diagnosable mental disorder in a given year. Um, many people who suffer from more than one mental disorder at a given time, in particular depressive illnesses, tend to co-occur with substance abuse and anxiety disorders. But approximately 9.5 of American Adults ages 18 and over will suffer from a depressive illness. Now we're talking about major depression, bipolar disorder, dis, uh, um, dis, uh, dysmithia, dys, dysthymia. Yeah, okay, whatever. I'm, I'm going to look that up. But uh, each year. Um, 
women are nearly twice as likely to suffer from major depression than men. However, men and women are equally likely to develop bipolar disorder. So, you know, that one, that, that one's kind of, it doesn't care where you come from kind of thing. Um, major depression can develop at any age, but the average age is at, uh, at for onset is, is in their mid twenties. Um, this is bipolar disorder, which affects approximately 2.6% of Americans, 18 and older in a given year. The average age for onset for the first manic episode is during your early twenties. So, you know, this is like, um, Many people commit suicide of a diagnosable mental disorder, most commonly depressive disorder or substance abuse disorder. Four times as many men than women commit suicide. However, women attempt suicide more often than men. You know, so I think what they're trying to say there is that. Well, yes, plainly spoken, women do attempt it more. Either they attempt it and back out or they attempt it and fail. Whereas men, you know, commit. I mean, they go all the way through because men, men are put into that, that box, that construct of society that says you're broken. You don't have a place in this world anymore. You serve no purpose. And you, and especially with our military guys, our law enforcement, our first responders, you get them out there and you take that identity away from them. You tell them that they don't have a mission anymore. You tell them that they don't have a purpose after doing something that they have wanted to either a do all their entire lives or something that they have trained a majority of their adult life to do. Now, suddenly it's gone. Okay. Suddenly it's gone. You're being told you're not a warrior anymore. There's no enemy for you to fight. You have taken the purpose completely out of that person's life. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of people from military background, once they get away from that uh, military environment, that, yeah, uh, they really don't know what to do because they've always, it's always, even, even my dad, when he retired, he was in that mindset, like, I have a plan, I'm going to do it this way. And that plan shit the bed as soon as he got, uh, got in. He's like, I don't know what to do now. And, and being... Uh, this is when I was a teenager, when he got fired from the job that he first got when he was out of the military. He's like, I don't know what to do. And, and that's just heartbreaking to the point where you finally realize of the fact that fucking life sucks. But I, yeah. it, it, it's the same thing. I, I mean, I've always seen these things like prop up. Mm-hmm. It's like I had a senior master sergeant like drop down crying in front of me because he was about to retire and he didn't know what to do with his life. Yeah, you know, (laughs) um, but we have resources out there or, or there was another story. I'm sorry. Uh, there was another story where, uh, a tech sergeant retired and he literally didn't do anything other than drink himself to death. I mean, he lasted about six months. Yeah. But you know, it, I mean, there's literally, I mean, there's always, I could could probably, yeah. I I mean, I could count on, I could count on, I don't know. All your fingers and toes really of how many avenues there are to. Yeah. I mean, the number of resources that we've got out there for mental health, especially for men, uh, 
I mean, there are too many to count. Yeah. I mean, you've got your national suicide hotline. The VA's got its own. Plus, I mean, we're talking about battle buddies that you served in the army, where they served in the military in general. It's not just an army thing. But uh, law enforcement, they've got the same thing. They've got, you know, law enforcement professionals or, you know, retired professionals that are there. And that's all that they do. You know, we've got groups like the Rally Project out there, uh, Enduring Warrior. I mean, just there's so many options. There's so many avenues. There's so many, there's so many uh, uh, angles of reproach. Yeah, I mean, you could you you could attack this thing from so many different angles. And, and what's really sad is is we've only helped out like how many how many uh, charity groups have we done so far? And we got like yeah, there's pretty much like two backlog. or three. Yeah, but two, we've two or we've three. only uh, we did we did we operation we did, uh, uh, enduring warrior. Yeah, enduring warrior. We, we did we, rally we with rally project for for a minute, and then that was a uh, base camp Lindsay. Yeah. No, there's more because we I, I I just did one, so there's four. Yeah, with with the vet fest people, yeah, yeah. But with you know, it, the point is is that we've got enough guys out there that that are going through these problems, going through these issues. You know, while they may make while they may feel like that that problem is unique to themselves, which it is at times. It is. It is. It is. It is but... unique to themselves. But when you look at the overall, you know, part of it, I mean, we're looking at. I mean, it, okay, so you approach it from like the angle of a relationship. Like, say your marriage is falling apart. While the problems that you are going through are unique to yourselves, the problem itself is way more common than you think. Yeah. You know, one party, one, one, one party of the marriage gives up on the other, you know, whether it's, you know, somebody's dealing with the mental health. And the other person's just not interested enough because either they're a going through their own stuff or b they've lost interest in you as a human being, and they've <laughs> nine times out of ten when that occurs, they've already found a pony and they've cut them from the herd, you know, and they're just sizing them up for how big of a saddle they need to start riding that 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 pony. But that's an entirely different thing. Yeah, that's that's a different conversation. Yeah, it's a different conversation on. now. Now we should do. I mean, we, we, oh, hold on. We should really do one on cheaters. I mean, you've already gone through the divorce, right? It's following us, right? Yeah, but you know what, man? Um, or you don't want to get into that. I don't. I I really don't want to get into that. Okay. I don't. Well, and I'll, I'll do that it is, with somebody. Okay, else. And here's the thing. No. And and here's the reason why. I mean, addressing the subject and in infidelity. That's one thing. And, and, and for the most part, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, I mean, it's, it's a touchy subject for you. It is, but at a lot of, a lot of times that's just a can of worms that doesn't need to be reopened. Yeah. Okay. You know, and because to bounce back from something like that, that is an incredibly hard process. Okay, because the first question that anybody that ever gets cheated on gets asked or not gets asked, but asks themselves is, why wasn't I enough? That's true. And when you have to ask yourself that question, and I'm not sure if you've experienced that or not, but when you ask yourself that question, that 
demolishes any idea of a foundation that you've had about yourself because it destroys your self-worth. Yeah. And it takes an incredibly long time to come back from that. And then even then, unless you get incredibly lucky and you find that one human being on this entire planet that God made specifically for you, you are going to have the hardest time trusting anybody ever. Yeah. And I mean, at a hundred percent, and that is not fair to anybody else. And I'm not saying that it can't be done because it can be done. But I, you know, I, I really, I don't think that that's a subject that we as angry me productions need to address. I don't think that that is a, I don't think that it's too taboo of a subject. I just think that it's one that that's one of those subjects. I mean, we have a hard enough time as it is staying on track when we, when we dedicate an episode to a specific subject. I mean, I think that we've done a remarkable job this time. We've only jumped oh, yeah. off the track. A well, it, times. it's something that we both believe in. Yeah, it, it is something that we both believe in, but that we would become incredibly prone to our dark sense of fucked up humor coming in there. And the entire episode would just be a, a counseling session where we're both trying to cope with it somehow. And, yeah. and, and, and I, you know, if, we, we, no, dude, the I message, the message, the message or the, the, the subject matter of the of the episode would be completely washed out. No, it would be like. uh I kind of want to do like if if we actually do if if maybe one day we do something like it or do something like it, uh, we do uh like a uh like a fight club uh, fight club little uh in uh, <laughs> a part where you know you punch you know, me the- in the ear, I promise you. I'm not no, going to be like, no, what no, the fuck? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what you. I'm talking about. I'm talking about <laughs> when he was uh, showing a children film. And he had no, like a little. No, and he cut. spliced in that one frame. But instead of doing that, instead of doing that, hear me out. I swear to God, out. if you put a blurred out dick at the end of this episode, I'm done. No, Dude, no, done. no. Hear me out. Hear me out. And then and then what we have is just during <laughs> the episode we're talking about. We, we, you just see me and you like, or, or just one of us like crying in a corner and everything. And just like one second, you're like, what, what was that? David, I'm putting you on notice now. If there is a blurred out dick that lasts a frame. I'm not going to do that. At the, end, at the end of this episode, if you do that for our YouTube channel, I'll pat you on the back and I, I will, I will make a statement and post it on the channel. I'll be like, it, it was fun. It was real. And at times it was real fun, <laughs> but no, we are going to be canceled very soon. <laughs> but oh not for that, God. because they I won't delete, do that. They will delete the shit out of our channel. <laughs> all it's no, take, no, no, no. All it's no. going to take <laughs> is one person to go. There's a pixelated penis at the end of their episode. <laughs> no, not YouTube even that. Like, it's like when you watch it. No, the way the way he did it though, he cut it like in between the show. So you're watching, and it's like, bloop. please no pixelated penises. I'm not gonna do the pixelated penis. Although, no, don't 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 do the full don't don't <coughs> because now people are gonna slow it back and they're gonna be like, 
frame by frame by frame by frame by frame. If you're going to do something like that, you're going to sneak in a one frame shot. Do it where like Snoop Dogg is. I might do spooning with do, spooning with Martha Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but no, I was uh, like those that. Two, those two. Uh, those two. Yeah, they did. I, I honestly think that Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart were pr- are probably soulmates. They probably are. They, they probably they get are along a lot. No, it's like uh, me showing off the Christmas tree. <sighs> oh my god, dude! Today, I saw the most awesome Christmas tree picture, and I sent it to my 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 uh, future stepson. I was like, "Hey, dude." Next year in the upstairs game room, this is going to happen, right? It's a Sithmas tree. The oh, tree I've seen is one of those, yeah. Where it's all, all, it's a black Christmas tree, or it's a green Christmas tree, it doesn't yeah. matter. All red lights. You've got Darth yeah. Vader's helmet as the topper, and the cape is behind it. Yeah. No, did Dude. you see, do you remember that one uh, photo I sent with the Christmas tree? It, oh. It's been a while. I just sent you a photo of it. Oh, God. It says David Dickerman, one image. Oh, yes, I've seen that one. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen that one. You know how TikTok or how Facebook has got like those, those like uh, TikTok esque videos on. In, no, in it's TikTok. Now? It's yeah, TikTok well, it is TikTok. Now. But yeah. there, there was a one lady was at the veterinarian and they had given their dog, uh, they, they'd take their, taken their Rottweiler in because the Rottweiler had something stuck in their stomach. And so they were going to try to do this K-O-Pectate kind of a thing to make the dog throw up. So this, this Rottweiler, she's, he's, he opens up his jaws and he starts throwing up. The, the Rottie threw up the woman's vibrator. The whole thing? Or the was it one of those eggs? No. Nope. It was the one where it's got the bulb on the end for the insertion portion of it. And then it's got the little rabbit with the flicky ears on it for the clitoral stimulation. The Roddy swallowed the thing whole. And when the I'm nurses, impressed. When, when, the, when the veterinarian assistants realized what it was this dog threw up, they were like, yeah, we're walking away now. <laughs> I, 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 I'm fucking impressed. I just, I, okay. I guess, I guess, I guess we now know that a Rottweiler can swallow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. And it wasn't, it wasn't like a small one or was it like one of those? It was the full size. Now it wasn't one of these novelty items where the women try to like uh, partake in real life hente, but yeah. You know, I mean, it didn't look like a knock, like it, it didn't look like a Kaluthu's test, you know, tentacle or anything like it that. Was it was average. It, it, it was your basic run of the mill pink vibrating dildo. Damn, that's fucking impressive. Right? Well, Rottweilers can dislocate their jaw, right? Because that's the only way I can think of it. I mean, those things well, are when you throw up, you involuntarily dislocate your jaw. Oh, yeah, that's right. Still, yeah. fuck. Yeah. God damn. But um, fucking impressive. Yeah. So, but getting back to our subject here, 
man how is that fucking real reach out get help don't be afraid to talk don't be afraid to ask to talk i mean if your friends are sitting there judging you either to your face or behind your back then you need to go out and find new friends but there's people out there so unlike jeffrey epstein do not actually go out and hang yourself okay because this 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 is a problem that is a very real problem and we need to combat it yeah it's like me you bantering and everything i mean half the time most of the people say is like oh you guys hate each other no we fucking love each other oh god yeah no even if we get slightly irritated with each other and it's just like we'll just make a really dicked up joke about it and then we'll move on yeah but that's just because that's the way you and i operated but yeah you know it for the yeah i'm I'm just like i'm it's like when i make a like we read these articles where we lost another brother we lost another warrior yeah and i'm like it's so senseless yeah and i get sometimes the demons and i sometimes i get that sometimes the ghosts and the voices in your head just get to be too loud and too overwhelming and and you're tired of living in pain you're tired of of dealing with the inability to feel anything else except that pain and your tolerances for these different substances whether they be drugs or alcohol goes up and then just to achieve the same kind of temporary serenity that you're looking for you have to put more of these toxins into your body and it gets to the point where you just either turn to a gun or something else and yeah. and it, it really we, we we can't have that in our society anymore we just can't and you know it, it it's mind-blowing it really is so guys and girls alike i guess my dog is in trouble because now my dog's in here and he's got his nose underneath the door like what did i do i still i still uh i mean your dog's cute but i still think it's a the dog's those size and you call it a dog i still think it's like a, a rat with good pay, pr no um He's a rat that's been to an extruder and he's got an amazing PR. <laughs> amazing public relations. I mean, my dog could run as a member of the Democrat Party and win. I mean, he's all of about six six inches off the ground. He looks like a dog. He identifies as a dog. You put a leash on him and he walks to walk out front like a dog. He's very alpha. But on a good day, he looks like a boot brush that's been pushed through an extruder. <laughs> you know, because he's got that, that elongated dachshund, you know, body with the Jack Terrier hair. And I'm just like, bro. <laughs> Well, I guess that's the end of the episode because we're just going to end up repeating ourselves and everything. Yeah, but, but seriously, but I, I do, I do, I do have something to annoy you again. <laughs> okay, how do you how do you kill an orphan? Wow, you have them clap until their parents come home. I've heard that one. Um, have you really? Why don't orphans like to play baseball. Or why can't orphans play baseball? Okay, why? 
because they don't know where home is. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Colin. You want to put on the headphones and tell the joke? You said you had a joke. Get over here. Come on. Oh, you better hurry up. Uh, oh. Oh. Okay. So I'm gonna give my headphones and the microphone to Colin. Okay. One more. One more before I forget. Well. Okay. All right. Go Wait. Ahead. What's, what's he can't hear you right now? Yeah. What's the uh, difference between a blonde and a mosquito? Oh, a blonde eventually stops sucking when you slap it. No, the mosquito stops sucking when you slap it. Oh, that's it. right. Yeah, I had it backwards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get over here. There you go. Talk into the microphone. You don't have to yell into it. Talk, get into the camera. Lean over and get in front of the camera. I got fired from the library last week. Okay, how did you get fired? I put women's rights in the fantasy section. <laughs> that is dark. That's dark. <laughs> oh, that's so, that's so great. That's, that's, a, that's good to end on. That that, that's so that's my offspring, y'all. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> it is really good to end oh, 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 oh. oh my god oh. I gotta remember that one <coughs> damn <laughs> I gotta remember that one. Oh, that one took all the air out of the episode yeah alright uh, I'm Johnny Skelton I'm David Dickerman thank you for and watching what the hell thanks for watching what the hell see what we did there we're, we're talking over each other yeah y'all keep a class in san diego we will see you tomorrow night or tuesday with our nerd sports yep later geek people <laughs>